Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby, I'm Paige. And I'm Ben, and we are so glad that you are here. As we sit down each week with some amazing guests and close friends, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of this world and would start living a more abundant and fruitful life. Hey folks, who knew faith and coffee had so much in common? Today we shared a coffee and conversation with Brody Collins. An old friend of the twins who now works as a kid's pastor at his local church, is newly married, makes his own cold brew, plugged to his business, my mate Dave, check them out on Instagram, and is soon to start a job at a coffee roastery. If you haven't caught on, he lives and breathes coffee. In today's episode, we spoke about how people can be more grateful for having Jesus in their life, what it means for God to leave the 99 to come after us. And lastly, how the Holy Spirit is present and working in our lives. By the way, you're probably going to learn a lot about coffee in this episode also. Enjoy. So, coffee roaster, you love coffee. The first thing Brody said to me once I said, do you want to come on the podcast was, yeah, I'll stop and get coffees on yeah, the way. Brody's <laughs> always been the coffee guy. In saying that, I wanted to center this episode all around coffee. And do you know how hard it is to link coffee with faith? Okay. But I've done it. Okay, that's good. So, first question for you, Brody. And they're all centered around interesting facts. So, coffee was invented or discovered, right, around the 15th century. That's very controversial. So, oh. I'm interested to Ooh, see which one you've We've got a historian here. <laughs> Let's say the 15th century. So, there was about 1,500 years where the world had Jesus, yeah. but no coffee. How can people be more grateful to have both now? To have both. I would say that coffee, in my experience, has been one of the most incredible tools to bring people together. When you think of like going on a date or meeting up with an old friend or, you know, just trying to reconcile or going for a job interview sometimes, so many different applications can be given to, to going out for coffee. You know, when you say you're going out for coffee, it's like, oh, what's the scenario? Like what's the, what's the juice behind that, you know? So that's the way I've always viewed coffee as a really powerful tool to bring people together in that Jesus was all about bringing people together. And, you know, no matter what walk of life or who they are without judgment, just always approaching every single person the same. And I think that that's how we can be grateful for both at the same time is because we have these two quintessential elements to bringing people together. And why not use them both at the same time? And that's my thing. So I run a coffee company called My Mate Dave Coffee. And our whole philosophy is just to bring people together through coffee. Like My Mate Jesus? Yeah, exactly. My Mate Jesus. Yeah, by the way, where can people buy your cold Oh, um, we're on Instagram at the moment at My Mate Dave Coffee and Facebook as well. Shoot me a message on there and I'll hook you up. We have a website. Yeah, I'd like to get a coffee sponsor. Yeah. Do yeah, it. that'd be sick. That would be sick. That would be sick. But that's so true. Like when you think about it, how many cool conversations with people have you had over coffee? Oh, so many. We're at Starbucks way too much, which yeah. you'll probably vomit in your no, mouth at the thought of. But um that's so true. Yeah. That is so true. That's always the way that I've approached it. Yeah. You always come together over coffee. And don't it's, you think like coffee makes you feel so happy? Absolutely. And I feel like Jesus makes me feel that same kind of yeah. like I don't know. What's the word? Think, there has to be a better word know. than like happiness. I was just going to say, I think it's become not a trendy thing, but I think people have definitely got on the bandwagon of Jesus and coffee. I literally have a mug it's that true. says Jesus and coffee. I have another coffee mug that says when I rise in the morning, give you Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Okay. Bro, this is another fact that Ben is spit at. Like just 
all right, we'll I've, just go I've with it. I've done a good job. <laughs> um, coffee apparently was discovered by a goat farmer in Ethiopia. This is true. Cool. Confirmed. Um, when his herd ate the beans, they stayed up all night and became restless. Um, what does it mean to you that Jesus would leave his own flock of sheep to come after you and me? Uh, I think it is just when, when that moment, when you have that moment and that you realize that for the first time that he's chasing you, you know, I listened to this podcast, um, another podcast, <laughs> uh, Lisa Harper's podcast. Oh, I love Lisa and Harper. She she's talked great. about, she is, she's just, she's probably one of my favorite like gospel communicators. Um, she talked about, or she had this guest on that was talking about how she always used to whisper to herself that she was God's favorite. And I think that that's so cool because, because he's a, he is God, right? We can't say that he can only have one favorite because it's unfathomable what he is. We're all his favorite. We're all his number one. And so the fact that he would walk away just to bring me back or to do all this, like my life is living proof of that because I fully have no belief that I would get where I am on my own. And so the fact that God would leave everyone just for me is just absolutely mind-boggling. And when you have that moment for the first time, it just it's just this overwhelming joy and peace and you just feel so just calm and your heart just is in sync with how you're thinking. It's just wonderful. Yeah. I love this question. It reminds me of the first time we became friends at Year 11 Camp, right? Yeah. When I, when I first heard Reckless Love around that time, and we were like, Reckless Love is a banger. And then when you started Shift, we were like, we've got to sing Reckless Love. And it was like the last song of the night because yeah. it was so crazy. But it does talk about that idea. So I love that so much. I definitely know it talks about that idea because I was singing it at the top of my lungs <laughs> once when my dad told me to shut up because oh, it was giving him a headache. You were really screaming at the I was like, sc- and we're in a small kind of apartment, <laughs> screaming it. And then he went into a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true, right? So in saying that, how well, why do you think it's important to have a relationship as opposed to just constantly wandering off from the flock and just hoping that God will keep running after you no matter what? Like, why do you think it's important to kind of, I guess, give and take in a way? A relationship is so special. That's what I like. God put us on this earth for relationship with people, you know, and that's like I was saying before we come together over coffee for relationship. And I think that one thing that I've really had, like this year has been really tough um, for me personally, for a lot of like different family reasons. Um, and so my faith has grown exponentially this year. And at the beginning of the year, I made a deal with God that I would just completely rely on him this year and just see where he could take me, open the box of my life and just let him flood in. Right. And so going through all this, I've had moments this year where I've been, you know, we live on a massive property and I've been there alone and in desperation just fallen to my knees outside and just cried out to God, like things that I've never done before. But I also had this revelation of, hey, like if something good happens in my life, I want to be the one that shares that with God, you know, even though I know that he knows because, you know, author and perfecter. But I want to be the one to be like, hey, hey God, I, I got a new job. Like yeah. how cool is that? And, you mm. know, or this happened or I made someone's day today or look, man, like just simple things. Like look at this latte yeah, I made yeah. today. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, just, like simple yeah. things like yeah. that. I want to have that kind of relationship with him, not where I just go, God, I, I really need this. Or, man, if you could, you know, a new car would be great or something like that. Like I just want. 
I think it's cool. Like, this is why I love the way that our faith is kind of structured, right? Because obviously, like you have God the Father and Jesus the Son, right? But Jesus was a man. Yeah. So that's why when I sometimes, or well, most of the time, when I think of God, I think of a man. Yeah. Right? Or like I think of a person. I'm like, do I really want to be that guy who's constantly asking a friend for stuff right? all the time? And like being so like a negative Nelly. Yeah. Like I'm, a, I'm the gray cloud that walks into his house. Like, hey, man, I want to catch up for coffee. By the way, I'm just going to like complain the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll do it again every single day. It's like, that's not fun for anyone. Yeah. And like you got to foster a relationship with mm. people, right? Why not foster that relationship with God? You want to learn about your like you want to learn about your friends and you want to learn about your family and just new people that you meet. That's what you do. You tell stories, right? Why yeah. don't we listen to God's stories as well? Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. All right. I've got another fact for you, Brody. Okay, hit me. This is the one <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the word because it's Arabic. Yeah. The word. I, I already forgot a hundred percent. But um the earliest like term yes. for copyright was an Arabic word. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. Yeah, the, the original term for coffee was Arabic and it was kawa. Yeah. Like koala, but Q-A-W-E-H, right? Which actually referred to a type of wine. I think you can still buy it. It's more like kind of like a tea. Like that's actually what it's referred to as. But like coffee being wine, the Holy Spirit is like new wine. Yeah. Um, so how can people, I guess, see the Holy Spirit working in their life? I know you kind of touched on like God bringing you to your wife, God bringing you to all these amazing opportunities. But how can the whole like people see that the Holy Spirit is actually working in their life? Maybe when you know it's not as obvious. We live when you remember something, right? So let's say um, Disney World or you know Movie World or something like that. You go to a theme park. What parts of that do you remember? What parts of that do you remember? You remember going on the rides, the rides, the food, and people the food, you the smell, the smells. Yeah. Do you remember? Anything else much from him? Long lines. Long lines. <laughs> no, I don't know. The waiting. Yeah, the waiting, the lines. I think that we view God like we view an amusement park sometimes, right, is because we only remember the highs and the lows. We only remember the thrill of being on that ride and then we remember how long we had to wait to get in that line. But we don't remember what we did in the interim, what we did while we were waiting. So I think, you know, when we view God, we we got to not view him as a God that only moves in big and powerful ways in the moments of desperation or in the moments of great triumph. We need to see him moving every single day. You know, I was running late this morning and then I was like getting more and more frustrated because I hate running late. And then I had, got in the car and I was listening to these songs and I was just, I just thought to myself, I was like, there's got to be a reason. Just, you know, just let it go. Like, don't let this, like whether it was to teach me patience or like what it, what it be. But I think that, you know, look for him in the mundane and be able to find joy in the mundane as well. I think that that's the thing is that we, we look for God and we see God where we find joy because so often we're told that God is joy, but God is also like our friend. And so he's just walking beside us all the time. That's so true. And like, like I said before, my life, I could never, I have zero self-belief in myself that I could get where I am today without God. And I owe it all to him. I know it sounds super cheesy, but I do no, not think I could be where I am today. So true. You know, with my wife that I have, the house mm. we live in, you know, just everything that we do, 
would not be possible without him. That's so true. I have this thing that I think I read the whole proclamation of faith in our episode a little while ago. Yeah. But a part of it, I say that, um, you know, my life has been meticulously planned, but not by hands of my own. Yeah. Because it's like, when you think about it, how many things have actually happened in your life where you can't trace the dots back to something you did? Yeah. Like actively, you know, like whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a new job, whether it's finding your wife, like, oh yeah. even if you like, look at like Beck, my partner, who I'm hopefully going to marry one day soon. Um, I got to ask the question first, but it's like, hurry up with that. What, like yeah. look at all the things that had to go right for her to enter my life. It's mind blowing sometimes. Yeah. It's a beauty of retrospect. Cause you look bad. It's funny you use that analogy of a theme park Brody and how we need to, I guess, seek God in the mundane things. Cause it's like, that's what makes the mundane more meaningful. But I remember thinking about that. I remember I wrote you something about it and we're going to post it on the website, but we just end up like not doing it. But I was reflecting on our, you know, trips to Disney and how when we wait in the lines and we think oh, the waiting in the lines literally is the worst part of going to theme parks. But how many memories have we created waiting in lines? Heaps. The best memories. That's where I eat my churros. Yeah. So we eat churros, so we laugh together, we play heads up. Like just mm. most of my memories literally have been with just my family stuck in this line. But I love what you said because when we seek God in the mundane, like that's where he meets us, like that he's with us every single day. Mm. And we look back in the memories, be like, yeah, he was there. He was right there. Yeah. That is such a good analogy, actually, now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Because I, honestly, I, I get the same feeling when I'm in places like Disney. Like we did a whole episode. The first yeah. episode yeah. was all about yeah. it, right? Like the same feeling of joy and happiness when I'm in a theme park with my family. It's the exact same kind of way that I feel yeah. when I'm with God. I think also, but also like, right, why why do we wait in the lines and why mm. why are we doing that? It's to to get something that's going to be really cool. You want to experience mm. something great. So we walk with God through the mundane so we can experience his, his greatness, Yeah, yeah. you know, that's once, so twice at the end of our lives yeah. into the next. Cause mm. I think, and like, just going back to that last question, I think a lot of the time people, I guess, expect the Holy Spirit to do these really big, grand, miraculous, Absolutely. life, like world changing yeah. things that are really like practical and material. When in reality, it's, like super rare. Yeah. You know, it's like Literally, it. that's crazy. I was listening to a Craig Groeschel sermon yesterday morning and he, he was talking about, um, I think it was when you feel far from God or one of those things. And he was saying, you know, I'm a pastor and you think I would experience grand Holy Spirit goosebump moments like yeah. when we're crying and we're weeping. But he said sometimes, yeah, not all the time. And he said he meets me in the mundane things with a smile with a stranger or with a coffee with a friend or whatever it is. Like that's where God is. And it's so cool that you said that because it's true. And sometimes it's us who, I guess, yeah. push. I think people just have to give more credit to God, to be I honest think so. with you. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of people like to just to put it down to how things just happen in life, right? But it's yeah. like, no, man, God has a plan. And that means every second of your day is, has been meticulously planned. Super cool. It is super cool. All right, Brody, we always ask this question to our guests. We always ask, what advice would you give to your younger self? Actually, I'm going to rephrase it. I'm going to oh. add to it. If you're sitting oh, across okay. from your older self with a cup, cup of, of oat cup. milk flat white, what advice would you give to older Brody? To my older self? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never take your kids for granted. Never take your family for granted. So my senior pastor, before I got married, I, um, I sat down with both of them and I said, look, like, this is my plan. I'm going to propose to Sarah. And they were so happy. And Pastor Rick told me something and it's never left my head and it has now become my life's goal above anything else, above coffee, above my career, above anything, is my job is now to get my wife and my kids to heaven. And that's all I live for. I would drop anything. I would drop coffee. I would drop drums. 
anything just to live in pursuit of that. And so, like, I know fully in my heart that being a dad is all I want to be. And I am so grateful that I have someone so amazing as Sarah who's going to walk that journey with me one day. But I would say that keep being the dad that you want to be. Be the dad. And, like, this is going to suck for me to say, but, like, be the dad that you didn't have, right? Um, Not that I didn't have an amazing role model in my stepdad, Troy, who has just been... Uh, again, second to Sarah, the biggest blessing that has entered my life, you know, partway through. But be the dad that you you know you can be and that God has designed you to be because I, I just can't wait. That's mm, what I'd say. I love that. That is so cool. I guess it was, even like before you have kids, if you walk your whole life with that idea and that, that kind of drive, like, nothing can go wrong, surely. That's what fuels me. Every, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's really so cool. good, Brony. Should yeah, we ask yeah. the younger question? Yeah, if you want. If you want, we'll ask, we'll ask the, the vice versa. You're All sitting right. across from the table from your younger self. Younger self. What advice would you give? Oh, how young? As young as you want to be. As young as I want to be. I think I would always tell my younger self that God is always with you, no matter what. In the moments that you want to give up and that you struggle and you feel like you're alone, God is always with you and you can always lean on Him. And there's too much good coffee to drink to give up now. Well, folks, hopefully you learned something not just about coffee, but also Christ. Brody spoke about how coffee and Jesus bring people together, how everyone can be God's favorite and that he'll meet you wherever you are, that God is always there, even in the mundane, not just the highs and lows. And lastly, that he's trying to live his life with the aim of getting his future children to heaven. I love that. Have a great week.